All right, this is it. We are done. This is it. <laughs> we are done with Jason's season. Whoa. We decided to skip the Women Tell All, so we're going to do the finale right here, y'all. So by finale, we mean the hour and 20 minutes of finale they aired, plus the original After the Final Rose, plus the next After the Final Rose. We're going to cover that all here. So like four and a half hours of television we're going to knock it out right here, right now. Um, we don't have a ton of shout-outs. We've got Laura is our new tech person. Thanks, Laura, for uh, responding to Anna's pleas for help oh, with Microsoft you Word. Oh, tell me that. Yes, I did. I told you all about it. She's the one who wants us to use Google Docs. Oh, well, you yeah. told me that. Yeah, and she had um, some suggestions for how to recover your notes, but I think it was just too late for us. Well, you didn't even um, tell me that. I thought I did tell you that. We no. talked about it. Okay, well, anyways, Laura is our new tech person. That's an announcement not only for the listener, but for Anna as well. You said, hey, some listener really thinks we should be using Google Docs. That was a lot of the email. <laughs> yeah, she um, emailed. I mean, it was basically the stuff that we tried to do. Find the folder with... All right, all right. Yeah, you can you look at the me. note. You, you, you can look at the me. long email she sent us. I had to respond to her service ticket. Um, it was $130 mm -hmm. just for her to make that consultation for us. Um, so I'm Geek surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't tell you about it and you didn't see that charge come out of our account. Um, but yeah, Laura, thanks for being our new tech person. Anna is going to welcome you to the team as well. Um, speaking well, of our... How can I welcome someone if I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Speaking of our team... You've really just taken over. You here. also have the access to the email. You can check it anytime you like. Um, speaking of our team, Robin is back Robin? with another sighting she saw jared and ashley you didn't tell me at the park this. this was well what first of all this was on twitter Do just like today private... no she tweeted both of us again you're welcome to check the <laughs> twitter account well, i guess i'll pull yeah. it up right now i feel like when i see that someone has done something i tell you well i uh it just came through today sure yeah well so, what have we been doing all day uh Jack, all kinds of stuff all kinds of important things um, well, here's the big news. I'll give it to you, too. Look, because then you check it, and so then I don't get a notification that anything has happened. Well, but then I write a real witty response. Somebody's got to be managing this fan uh, engagement. All right, well, Where's just my tell, stipend? tell me what happened, because I you have all this information that I All have. this information. Here's all this information. Robin saw Jared and Ashley at the park, and Jared tried to pet her dog, and the dog wouldn't have in it. So the dog would not allow Jared to pet her. I believe that. Yeah, you think so? See, I think if we saw a Bachelor Nation person, that I would essentially force the dog to allow them to pet it and then never wash the dog again. Oh, speaking of dogs, there's our dog oh, no in the background. You call her what are you not letting Jared pet you, Jeffin? What are you digging on a rug? <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's our uh, Bachelor Sighting of the Week. All of you out there, send us uh, your Bachelor Sightings or just make them up. I, I don't feel really like care. Robin's dog was like, 
Fuck you, Jared. Right. <laughs> You're a loser, Jared. You're a tool. And <laughs> he then is a loser. Ashley started crying because the dog yeah. wouldn't uh, let uh, Jared pet it. I actually did not mind Jared, but I strongly judge him for marrying Ashley. Well, and also for finally, like, didn't they go round and round and round yes, before they, they finally decided to settle for one another? Yeah. Um, also, shout out to our eight listeners in Shakopee, Minnesota. I feel, this has changed, too. I feel like you used to find a place that just had one listener so that that person would feel <laughs> special. Well, I thought maybe with eight listeners, one of the Shakopee people would actually respond to us. Yeah, the one maybe. listener person never responds to us. So just making I, all these big... All these change, all these executive decisions all on my own. I'm out here going renegade. Thought this was supposed to be a team project. There's no Ryan in team. (laughs) (laughs) What else do you have? That's it. Oh, no? No, that's it. Yeah, and also an exciting change to the format. I'm going to do stand-up for ten minutes. (laughs) Here's my set. Um, No, it's just I'm going to get discovered doing some comedy here. It's going to be kind of a one-man production from here on out it usually is yeah that's what's always but i'm always in charge of this show okay you want to get into the actual show uh, why don't you take it away boss okay i will i'm like you are dax shepherd and i am monica at this point i don't uh, i think isn't monica the one who handles all the administrative stuff though it seems to no. me that dax shepherd just rolls in and puts the headphones on and monica's done all the background as, work like, the creative genius of the pod right and monica's just there to like giggle and be like Oh, I see. That's funny, Dax. Oh, you're so funny, Dax. I loved you in chips. <laughs> no, you're never supposed to bring up chips because it was a real disappointment for Real him. stinker. It was a real failure. Wait, so you can't bring... He has all these rules no, about what you can't no, bring he up? he brings chips up quite frequently. Okay. He does. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into this show. You're not the Monica. You're Dax Shepard. I'm the one who's doing all the production stuff behind the scenes, and you're the funny one uh-huh. who is the star, uh, yeah. who has the star power. Don't, just don't like Dax Shepard. Tina Fey me and act like I am Jenna Maroney. <laughs> and You've or, really got to be handled like Jenna. Yeah. yeah. You're the star. <laughs> you are the star. The people love you. Actor. All right. Well, can we get into the actual thing here? Okay. I already need a refill. So we're in because this has driven you to drink. (laughs) Do we already need a little interlude here? Uh, maybe. Okay. No, carry it. I'm just going to grab the wine and refill. All right, all right. I was going to put you playing the piano in. It's yet another sign of your star power. Boy, people love our repartee, our witty repartee. All right, so my big (laughs) thing... That is because you don't play the piano. If you could play the piano, <laughs> this is turning into Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> Associate <laughs> professor, <laughs> you never made dean. <laughs> first watched that movie we were the young couple, and now I feel now like we're the old that, couple. Yeah, oh, old yeah, couple. yeah, oh, you know it. Um, okay, okay. so. Okay. Let's actually get into this. What I um what I noted right away. So Ty has come to New Zealand to greet P- uh, Jason. That's his fucking name, Jason. <laughs> Who 
flew on the goddamn airplane with Ty. Larry. For like. Larry. I mean, that's like no, 24 hours Later of in the flight. Episode, Larry's <laughs> like, listen, Ty is basically my son. <laughs> Larry flew to New Zealand. Larry is staying with Ty while Jason is being the bachelor. Larry is Ty's Larry, dad. And Larry might actually be Ty's he biological be. father, for that matter, which explains why Jason, or. Yeah, why Jason is cool kissing Ty on the lips. Is it weird to say that their reunion was a little uncomfortable? Yeah. Now, well, that gets to that kissing. Yeah. Maybe I'm just used to like bachelor footage where all of this exact stuff happens. That's a good point. Yeah. A five year old. It's like, oh, that's. For what normally happens. I'm surprised he didn't pick him up and spin him around while he wrapped his legs around Jason. Roll around on the beach. Yeah. And Jason says, look at me, look at me. I love you. (laughs) They roll around the beach and they kiss as the tide rolls over them. Love is a mini splendid thing plays in the background. Um, but yeah, I do. I really feel bad for whoever had to handle that flight with Ty. And also, this is something the episode glosses over because Deanna comes later. It takes so fucking long to fly to New Zealand. I've never done it. But, like, Deanna flies down there to, like, have a 10-minute conversation oh, with Jason. flew her down. I know, but why did she... That's how bad she wants to be on TV. No, that's how bad you want a free trip to New Zealand. I guess that's true. Was like, hey, yeah. can you come? Like, you'll be on the show for 10 minutes. You have to kind of make an ass out of yourself. Right. Act like you want this loser back. Right. But not really, because yeah. it's pretty clear that you, you don't. And you can go uh, do whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, do your Lord of the Rings tour. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to do when we go down there. All right. Melissa. We're going to have to dress as Galandriel. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that joke would be funny if I knew what it meant. I, the joke is that you. <laughs> You're going to have to dress as Galandriel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. That is so humiliating. <laughs> Not Galandriel. <laughs> Anything but the land. <laughs> All right, you can be Liv Tyler's elfin warrior character. I think that actually suits you better. Who's Galandriel? Galandriel is Kate Blanchett's uh, witch character, Who like sorceress. Is, character. I want to be Galandriel. I like Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and she's she's a very powerful but character. I'm, but is she like blonde? Yeah, she's blonde, so Who you have to you? dig you that, that blonde wig be, out. You know I get to be Aragorn. No, I'm Viggo no. Mortensen. I'm here to tell you that you are not Aragorn. How am I not Aragorn? Just, I'm, you're not. You are Elijah Wood. I am. I'm one. I'm not even Elijah Wood. There's some like sidekick hobbits that I think are me. You are um, that hobbit that was Rudy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not even Samwise's. There's two like real loser hobbits. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Uh, our listener Nathaniel is the other one. <laughs> Actually, that's perfect. Yeah, I know yeah it is. that is perfect. I don't even have to see the movie. I can tell you. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, those two hobbits are very concerned about when they're going to get their second breakfast. That's basically their role. No, I'm not asking movie. for a reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that really clip not in. Here for this yeah. <laughs> we do not stop till nightfall. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one. Yes. What about second breakfast? All right. Um, So, yeah, we uh, get to Melissa and Ty getting to actually meet. Runs out and jumps around Jason. Mm, Just like Ty did. (laughs) Can you do me a favor? Can you pinch me for a second? 
Look at me. Look at me. I love you, is what Jason says. Look at me. (laughs) Um, They are going to play golf, which seems like a direct affront to Molly's family. Sure, right. Who is obsessed with golf. Yeah, does Melissa (laughs) even play golf? They're going to play golf and then try on funky hats. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa's putting on that Indian headdress. It's culturally insensitive. So, Melissa... uh, Connects well with Ty mm-hmm. right away, and one of the things she was doing that really drove me up a wall. Okay, I don't know if you noticed this. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of sexy baby voices on the Bachelor. Sure, yeah. Melissa was just using a baby voice. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, that's that's true. So yeah. So when they were golfing, she was like. I need some help. Ty, can you help me? Yeah. And she already has a pretty babyish Uh voice anyway. She's already 50% of the way there. Yeah. And she was doing that thing that, as a parent, drives me fucking nuts. Okay. So, our daughter had a teacher who, uh, this was like when she was three, she did this thing that some adults feel the need to do where you just... Act like an idiot yes. in order to make the kid, I guess, right. feel smart. I don't know how to count to five. Can you tell me? Literally, like that kind of thing. Like on yeah. the Meet the Teacher Day, she was like, Now, now, Lila, that's our daughter's name. Uh-huh. Can you, what color is this? I don't remember. And it was, and our three year old was like, uh, Purple. Yeah. Like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really? Are adults this stupid? Yeah. Yeah. And it just, like, I don't, I. I'm sure there's, like, actual reasons in terms of, like, parenting strategy why that's not a good idea. But to me, it's just like, what are you teaching these kids right. that adults don't know anything? Right. Which, I to be fair... I always to be the voice of authority. Right. To be fair, adults are stupid, is what you learn yeah, when you, you become an adult. Yeah, but you know your fucking colors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I have no problem. Every day our kids will ask us something. I'm like, I have no idea. Right. That's what Google is for. Yeah. But if I know <laughs> ask the answer, Alexa, I'm not going to be like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What noise does a doggy make? <laughs> it barks, dipshit. Yeah. Come on, idiot. Yeah. yeah. So Melissa clearly was like taking that mm-hmm. approach. She had that die. same teacher that Lila did. That's where she learned that and strategy. I actually ended up really liking that teacher and it... But that is, it just makes me... It rubs you the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way. I don't like that method of interaction with No, me neither. Um, Do you like Melissa telling the knock-knock joke? Sure. Should we, you want to knock-knock? Who's there? You have to be tied. Oh, who's there? (laughs) Ach. Ach you. Oh, bless you. Did you sneeze? (laughs) I feel like I don't mind the joke. It was just the like Betty Boop, like. (laughs) It was her delivery that really sabotaged the joke. Delivery is very important in comedy. Um, Uh, Then. I thought it was a good knock knock joke. It's all right. Then, uh, so Jason says, I've got something to show you and disappeared. Got a surprise for you. I've got a surprise for you. Um, Sorry, guys. We've seen the Lego... What is that Lego, Lego Movie 2. I haven't even seen the movie. It's just the fucking soundtrack. We listen to the soundtrack every day. And now you will, too. <laughs> uh, um. So, yeah. Jason tells Ty he has a surprise. It's a fucking lamb. He brings him a sheep. And then Ty says, see his mouth. I want him to talk. And then he <laughs> Make the lamb talk, he, like, daddy. He him in his mouth, which I... 
hate to criticize a child, except first no, of all, you don't. no, I don't. Yeah. And you second love of all, to criticize I don't a child. feel that bad because Ty must be, what, like 16 now? What is Yeah, he, right. right? Yeah. Um, I think that Ty seemed very, I was going to say he seemed like an only child, except we know some wonderful only children. Uh, he seemed like a brat in a lot of this episode. He seems, and I've actually known a lot of kids like this, he seems like an only child who was abandoned repeatedly by his dad while he was on reality shows. Yeah. And you know, you know kids like case. that. Classic yeah, it's just, case. there's a lot of kids like that out there. Um, but yeah, so Melissa asks if he you seems tell like this. like a child that does not get told no a lot. Yes. Yeah. Well, and a child who's told that adults are stupid. <laughs> And don't even know simple things like, for instance, Ty. What color is this? It's orange. It's my favorite color. You stupid bitch. (laughs) Ty, will the lamb laugh if we tell him a joke? No, idiot. Lambs don't do that. Poke him in his mouth and see if he wants to talk. (laughs) Put your thumb in his eye. (laughs) Okay. I will say that I was impressed because Melissa had a sheep joke. Locked and loaded. Yeah, she I did. didn't write down, but I always am impressed. And even because he's like, I want the lamb to talk. And then the joke is, go ahead, I got the knock knock. Oh, I, I didn't put it in my notes. Do you what? have it? Uh, it was like, why was the sheep so shy? Oh, because he was because it was bashful. bashful. No, that off the cuff. Why did the sheep that refuse was good. to talk? Because <laughs> he's a sheep and he didn't want to talk. Because he can't talk. I want him to talk. I want to wear his face in my face. <laughs> Can I shove my hand in his throat and make him talk like a puppet? Okay, so then Melissa goes to meet the family. She gets to go dad, meet the brothers. And dad immediately asks about Ty to Melissa. So what were your impressions? What did you see? And in my notes I have, are they trying to get her to say that he's weird or stupid? Right. He's a real brat. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. tell he's a kid that doesn't yeah. say no, doesn't hear no very much. Um, the Everybody's real curious about why Melissa, why he hasn't met her parents. Um, and Melissa said something strange to me because she kind of contradicts herself. Okay. She tells everyone as a way to like, I guess, comfort them. Like, we're actually a very close family. You know, we did everything together mm-hmm. growing up. But she already told us that like, like she's a, a what? A, she's not a Laker girl. What is she? A Dallas a Cowboys, Cowboys cheerleader. cheerleader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she already said in a previous episode that they have never once seen her at one of her games. Right. It's like, which is it, re- Melissa? Well, they were close when she was younger. You know, now they don't They don't want to be bothered with this. Sure. Um, but Melissa did say something where she was like, I don't think I'm explaining them right to Jason because I showed him a picture and Jason <laughs> said, they're smiling. <laughs> which I also pictured humorless people that never smile. So I was with Jason on that one. I think that's I would have been accurate. surprised. Yeah, those smiles were photoshopped I like she on. found one picture. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Look, they're smiling at this one because they didn't have to go to my Dallas Cowboys game. So Larry tells Melissa that Ty is not only uh, his nephew, he's almost like my son. Again, probably (laughs) because his real dad keeps going on Mm -hmm. reality TV. Yeah, Larry might as well be the dad. Um, Now, Melissa does something that's very similar to um, what, uh, what's his name, Carrie Ells? does in Seinfeld where he asks questions Carrie and then answers from them. The Princess yeah. Bride? Yeah, he's the character who keeps asking and answering questions because Melissa will be like, am I scared to move to Seattle? No. 
Do I want to move to Seattle? Yes. Am I excited about moving to Seattle? Absolutely. Is orange my favorite color? <laughs> it is now that Ty told me it is. Did I forget how to play golf? Yes. Do I know what the bashful sheep says? Yes. <laughs> if you tell a sheep a joke, will it laugh? Yes. Am I a sexy baby? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so she does that a lot. Um, and so basically it's a one-sided conversation. She just gets to ask and answer all the questions, which is great. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Larry says to Jason, you and Ty have a magical chemistry going on. Uh, that was actually the dad that said that. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, I got the dad and the brother confused. That's mm -hmm. no good. That's no good. All right. Why don't you do the quote then since That's you got it right? You already did the quote. You just had, you had No, there's it. a... There's another part of it. Oh, well, I didn't have yeah. that. Yeah. Bringing Melissa in would make it explode even more. <laughs> They're just weird. Yeah. I don't know. They're weird about his relationship with Ty. It's almost, it's a little too sexy. I don't know what's going on <laughs> it's just here. It's like a weird language, like vocabulary yeah. choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just wouldn't say that I have like chemistry with our no. kids, you know, like a great relationship. Mostly just because I don't. Well, right, yeah. Even It would just be a lie. But even if I did, I wouldn't use that particular phrase. I feel phrasing. like even if he was like, you and Ty just have a special relationship. Yeah, a special bond, great rapport. Yeah. It's just that chemistry. Is that chemistry, yeah. It's that tension. There's a real tension between <laughs> you two. It's a real thing, okay. Real Jim and Pam situation. <laughs> Sam and Diane, <laughs> Sam and Diane, Jim and Pam, <laughs> Ross and Rachel, Jason and Ty. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to say about Melissa's visit? Nope. Okay. I'm you can get to Molly. Molly. Okay. So Molly has not been around little kids a lot. And she says, what if Ty hates me? He will. He does. Because yeah. he refuses to say hi or give her a high five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Jason throws a Frisbee, which I think hits Ty in the face. And then they're like, wow, he's so athletic. <laughs> Jason says, not my sport. Look at your arm, big guy. <laughs> You're so strong. Yeah. Show us the gun show. All right. So then they make it seem like he comes out of his shell like 10 minutes later, which I don't know. Maybe that happened. Um, and literally they're looking for shells. Um, they fly a kite together? Yeah, they do. Which would be, I'm terrible at flying kites. So uh, that would uh, not be do my... all right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I tore it up at kite day. Yeah. One of the moms had to tell me that my kite was upside down. <laughs> uh, she was just trying to talk to you. <laughs> no, it was um, Heather. She's too cool to talk oh, to yeah, me. She yeah, she's too cool. She, yeah, she yeah. doesn't need to invent excuses now, to talk to me. Now, I'm going to have me. chemistry with a kid, you know. There are some kids <laughs> that I could name. Yeah, baby. Yeah, kids that you really want our daughter to date. He's just so cool. Just so that I can get a little Stacy's mom situation going on. <laughs> when she's a teenager. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ty also makes them swing him over the ocean, but when they do it, he says, swing. <laughs> he loves early 90s Which references. I never knew was a reference to an erection. What? What did you think that was? We've had this conversation before. Wait, when when did you find out that it was a reference when to an erection? When we had this conversation oh, before. Oh, okay. On the podcast? Uh... Maybe it might have been a podcast conversation. Um, or may I feel like maybe you did it, and I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> what is like, that? It's yeah, about a boner, and I was yeah. like, No, 
that's just like something you say. It's just like a fun thing to say. I did. Yeah. I thought it was just like an expression, like swing. It's like when you didn't know that side to side was a sexy um, song. Well, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. I um was very um embarrassed in seventh grade though. This is like a coming around for me because I like had to admit that my parents wouldn't let me see Wayne's World when some kids at school were talking about Wayne's World. Your parents just didn't let you see anything. No, and... not Mr. Baseball, not Wayne's World. We did see Ladybugs in theaters. Why <laughs> as did we they discussed. Not let you see Mr. Baseball? Because it was rated it PG thirteen. And the youth group was going and the youth group should not see a PG thirteen film. I feel like you would think that if the youth group said it was okay your parents would be mm. like i guess that's they put their foot down the rest of the youth group went to see mr baseball and i didn't get to were go were you the only one that didn't get to go see mr okay. baseball yeah <laughs> i feel like your family was fucked up like <laughs> whoa seriously how old were you oh i don't know 11 so you were 11 and you couldn't go see a PG-13 film. Well, I wasn't 13, was I? <laughs> Featuring Tom Selleck. Do you ever just feel like it's a miracle that you, like, got married? And, oh, yeah, all the time. Like, that I, really I do, yes. I feel like yes. you should just be... Like, living in their basement? Yeah. 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 yeah, married to your cousin. Uh-huh, yeah, well, like, after prom, we had, like, such a magical chemistry going yeah. on. <laughs> and then to add my parents into the mix just made it explode even more. I'm shocked that they let y'all go to prom when your grandmother specifically forbade it. Yeah, well, we did have to lie about it, as I've mentioned before. Yeah. Did they keep Lynn, your sister from going to movies? I don't remember that happening. I'm well, sure they Lynette did. Well, Lynette was older than you. Did right. she go see Mr. Baseball? I don't think she was in the same age bracket in the youth group. So that they age bracket. <laughs> they went to go see uh, Sliver or uh, Basic Instinct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. They're older. Yeah. Just another page in the rich tapestry of my life. Man, uh, I just feel like your as parents a Christian were really, kid. really concerned about like media impact yes. on you. Oh, yeah. No. Which is a little bit, like, ahead of the time. No, that was right. I mean, that's right when, like, those parental warning labels were coming out on CDs. I feel like that was actually right in the time, like, this devil music is gonna corrupt your kid, you know? Like, yeah. bad rock music is gonna have an influence on your kids. And it did. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, look at me now. First of all, such a rebel. Well. Such a, a sex maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the only reason you're not in prison right now is because you didn't see Mr. Baseball. I know. Otherwise, imagine a sliding doors Ryan, <laughs> where Ryan went to see Mr. Baseball and his life just went off the rails. You, like, did heroin in the parking Yep, lot. on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I got another copy of that Red Hot Chili Peppers album and listened to it and impregnated several teenage girls. Oh, yeah. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway. back to uh, the old gang here. So Molly, um, when asked about how their day was with Ty and Molly, Jason said, Oh, God, it was so awesome. So, uh, Sorry, yeah. I'm trying to find out where yeah. Figure out where I am. Yeah. So here's the thing that's weird to me. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. So Molly tells the family that she's in love with Jason. Do I have that right? When did you see Wayne's World then? Did you like watch it on your own? Oh, like college or something. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. 
Though I watch other, like, in high school, I watch other comedies that were of equal inappropriateness. What? I know. Wild. Yeah, don't tell my parents no, no, to this tell, day. Don't yeah. Tell them and Patty. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Molly tells the family that she's in love with Jason, right? Yes. Okay. But later, she acts like telling him one-on-one is a revelation. She had already told him. Okay. I, j- I feel like she's like some walls she have been She was just out. like, I have to be completely open with you. Like, she had already told him that. Okay. She told him last week. Okay. I just It seemed like she was treating it like it was new information Meh. when she was telling him on that one-on-one date. Okay. See, I turns out I was confused. Can't I can't follow it. these sophisticated plots because I didn't get to see a lot of movies as a teen. You <laughs> <laughs> um, can't follow Molly these things. is talking about... What it would mean to be a stepmother. She says that her family is very supportive of it. And, quote, they support anything I do. <laughs> uh, really? Because your anything. whole narrative has yep. been how much they didn't support this other relationship right. that you were in. And how you had to end it. And then Molly tells the brothers that she's had her party phase. She saw Mr. Baseball in high school. She saw Mr. Baseball. <laughs> she went line dancing every weekend. <laughs> she saw Wayne's World. Yeah, she said that her wild, crazy party phase probably lasted longer than it should have. Um, all right. So it's weird to me. Like later the family sits around and talks about both the girls. And what it reminded me of more than anything is after we have an academic job search and we sit around talking about the candidates. Yeah. Like the pros and cons of each. I mean, I feel like that's yeah. what it would be like. Yeah. Um, you know. I mean, what else can you do if you've just met these people for the first time and you have a child that's like, I'm going to propose to one of these girls. Tell me which one. Yeah, no, I don't think it's... I don't blame the families. I'm just saying, like, that shows that this is kind of a weird situation. Yeah. And that it's, like, the equivalent of a job interview. You know, like, well, I really liked, you know, this person's motivation. But I thought this person's expertise in these areas, you know. Yeah, and they... I kind of... I mean, in previous episodes, I have said what I think happened, and I was right. Which isn't that impressive. Because I did watch this season... But essentially, I feel like his family talks in... His family and Dion... Deanna? Deanna? I never know how to say her name. Deanna? Deanna. We'll just call her D. Deanna. Yeah, big D. Um, They completely, I think, changed the course of history. (laughs) (laughs) This was historic, Harrison tells us. And uh, because I really do... I mean, I think that this actually speaks to Jason's character weakness... Mm-hmm. I think he is willing to go with, he's looking for an answer from yeah. these external, yeah. which... He wants you know, someone to tell him what to do. Maybe that's not a character weakness. At this point, if you're so far in it yourself, I could see the temptation of being like, look, I love both these girls. Uh-huh. You guys tell me Just what Just tell think. me what to do, mom. And they do, and they're basically like, look, Molly is so career oriented, which first of all, like, what? Have we even heard any Right, what does she do? I have no yeah. idea. I literally have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure it was under her name in the first couple episodes, but I don't remember now. But regardless, Molly is career oriented and Melissa's ready to be a mom. Well, um, later 
Jason refers to Molly as like the wild card, She's a wild card. long shot. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, these are the two I actually have in my notes. Even so, factoring Jillian in, and maybe we talked about this last week. I can't remember like a season when the last three women were like so solid. I mean, I think that Jillian would have been more of a wild card, and then because he cut her, Molly became the kind of like defective. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that Melissa is so fucking, <laughs> such a safe choice. Right. Like, she's super ready to yep. get married. I feel like if he, on the first day of the show, was like, hey, you're real hot. You want to, let's do this. I uh-huh. think she'd be like, okay. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm so ready to be a mom. Mm-hmm. You I are, don't have I, any friends in Dallas. <laughs> My family won't talk to me. <laughs> she does have friends in Dallas. She we does. met they them. Eat yeah, they're crazy. On a uh, Wednesday? <laughs> um, yeah, so they talk about the girls. Melissa is very concerned about uh, her parents not getting to meet Jason. So yes. she talks to them on the phone. Um, I mean, do we want to, how much do you want to deal with this? I feel like I have a bunch of stupid notes, such as their umbrella turns inside out <laughs> during a date. Like they have, they both have their That's, other little dates. You're talking about Molly. I know. I'm just saying, like, how much of these other two dates do we want to get into? You always do this, where you act like you want to like do something different. Well, first of all, are you settled? I'm settled. I God, settled in. That's like the third time that you've done that. I gotta readjust. All right, your notes are chronological. So unless you want to just skip all over the place and ignore all your notes, yes, we are going to run through the episode. Well, we specifically no, no. I'm saying we specifically talked about keeping this podcast short, which this fight has now prevented us from doing. It's third. We're at thirty minutes. We still in. have two after the final no, roses to cover. It's okay. We're wasting time. Doing <laughs> all right. Will you... What is the alternative other than going chronologically? No, I'm saying, do you want to... To, to me, nothing interesting happened on Melissa and Molly's I mean, one-on-one that's dates. that's fine. Nothing so interesting do we happens want to, on the show ever. Do the show we want to just skip over them in their entirety no, to the would, next thing? No, I think okay. we want to quickly recap them. Okay, let's do it. Which you have now... Uh, I've taken the quickly part out yeah, of that. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Just, are we going to stop along the way every time? Now, how do you want to do this? Okay, why don't you go ahead and tell me something right, yeah. that you want to mention from their Melissa dates. goes on her final date with him. They take a boat tour. They jump into cold water. Uh, she calls her parents crying and is like, hey, y'all are really fucking me over, and I need you to talk to Jason. Uh, they agree to do it. Okay, great. Good, good recap. Okay, do Molly and Jason's as quickly. All right, Molly goes out on a final date, too. It's raining. Both their umbrellas turn inside <laughs> out. There it is. <laughs> uh, she has taken over the date and has planned a massage at her house. They have dinner. She makes, I mean, she writes that terrible book. Yeah. You want to talk about the I book? do want to talk about the well, terrible there book. There we go. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the terrible book. It's called A Fairy Tale Love Story <laughs> by Molly. <laughs> By a great American author. Um, Once upon a time, there was a boy named Jason. So here's my question. Do you think he kept this book, or do you think he got rid of it when he got together with Melissa? He kept it, and he would masturbate to it. (laughs) While Melissa was in the shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the book is terrible. I feel like, you know, both girls at this point are doing whatever they think they can right. do. Right, grasping at straws. Um, are we good? We're good, yeah. Thanks for bringing us up to speed. That was very concise and quick. Really well, jumped through a bunch of my notes. would have been a lot if you hadn't, uh, hadn't Had a out. long meta discussion <laughs> about how we wanted to run this show. All right, well, now do you want to talk about hey, Deanna coming? Hey, uh, how do you want to do this? You want to think of maybe just go through it chronologically? Or... Maybe what we've done for the last 125 episodes, <laughs> yeah. or you want to shake things up a I little bit. Know. You want to do something a little different? I've been okay, shaking. let's do something different. What is? What would that be? Well, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. The different. The suggestion of the different thing was to skip over the super boring shit in then the middle of this. Then you wouldn't get. You got. You can't. You can't skip over. Okay. All right. Oh. Well, so that means we oh, must talk about. Deanna flying to New Zealand. Well, of course we do. Yeah, all right. So Jason talks to Melissa's parents, and he's like, this gave me the closure that I needed. I just feel really at peace. Finally at peace with everything. And then <clears throat> Big D shows up. He says, what are you doing here? Came to visit, is her reply. She tells him that she lost out on a great man. <clears throat> Um, she got caught up with someone who, uh, she thought she could have a lot of fun with. I do, so I did not watch Deanna's season. I know she ended up with, like, a snowboarder <laughs> named Jesse. Yeah. Uh, someone that she could have a lot of fun with. Um, well, so she makes it, like, all of this is, like, like you said, the producers told her to, like, pretend like she wants Jason back, but all of this is in the abstract. Like, it's not like she's actually asking him back. But then she does. Like, then she says, you haven't proposed yet. You still have a chance, and that's why I'm here. But it's unclear. Is she saying, like, you still have a chance with me? Or you still have a chance to pick the right person? Well, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, everything is so vague. Like, this is not... I feel like they wanted they wanted to make it sound like it was the first. That's right. But based on the way that Jason just kind of, like, smiles and is like, thanks so much for coming. I feel like it must have been clearer in person that it was the latter. Right. That's exactly what I'm getting at, too, is that... They kind of made her say things that sounded like she wanted Jason back. I mean, back. I'm sure they edited it Yeah, way. yeah, but it's just like, you can tell, like, this is not how you actually, if you fly all the way to New Zealand to get somebody back, this is not how you present right. that topic. because we have seen that happen. Yeah. And that's not what this looks like. <laughs> we saw more passion when, um, what, the... Colt, Cassie's dad flew to Portugal to like convince Cassie to come home. To be fair, Cassie's dad here. was in love with Cassie. That's true. <laughs> he really wanted her back. He did want her to be a child bride. <laughs> they had uh, a really magical chemistry together. Um. Yeah. So essentially, Deanna kind of echoes what the parents have already planted in his brain, which is this seed of like. Melissa's the safe choice, and mm-hmm. Molly's crazy. <laughs> Remember those hats that her mom made you try on? If you marry Molly, she'll throw acid in your face. <laughs> she'll let your five-year-old watch Wayne's <laughs> Mr. Baseball. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, like, I just, I do not understand where this, like, Molly is the crazy one narrative comes from at all. Because they both seem like incredibly safe choices to me. What was the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled? 
convincing the world that he didn't exist. You know the second greatest? What's that? Mr. Baseball. <laughs> it's a tool of the devil. I remember we had a babysitter once who was the next door neighbor who told us that because we were watching like some sort of cartoon about trolls and she told us that like these cartoons were like tools that the devil uses to recruit you. And I was really... What? You were living in Seattle. Like, what is going this, on? And yet this is where Molly wanted to move to this uh, den <laughs> of conservatism. Like I, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and so, but I, at the time, because I was probably like Lila's age, and I was like, I was just confused. I Because I literally pictured the devil like running an animation studio, <laughs> like making the cartoons, like animating them himself. Hannah Barbera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah Beelzebub. Um, so I was very confused. But yeah, Mr. Baseball, the devil was behind the camera the whole time. Like, Selick, give me a little more. Right? You got to. <laughs> that was a good performance. I need a great performance out of you. They actually based Al Pacino's character <laughs> in. Um, the Devil's Advocate. The Devil's Advocate on uh, the devil. Right. Directing as Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball director. Yeah. <laughs> That was how he afforded that apartment. It was his first big hit. <laughs> his residuals from Mr. Baseball. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Emily is there with the rings. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Where's Neil Lane? But then she's like, these are custom Neil Lane jewels. I want Neil Lane to come down to New Zealand and show me the rings. Come on, Emily. Where's Neil Lane that he can't do this? And then they show, so he picks out a ring that's really pretty, and then they have this, like, extended clip of a bird running down the beach <laughs> with, a, with a crab claw. Just, yeah, that's the kind of footage they usually put in Paradise for their cutaways, yeah. like animals doing wacky things. And um, Jason is asking himself some hard questions. Some really hard questions. How do I say goodbye to someone who means the world to me? How do you do that? How do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> how, do you, how do you take a wave and pin it down? Many a thing she ought to understand. But how do you make her stay and listen to all you say? How do you keep a wave upon the sand? Oh, how do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you hold on How do you talk to an angel? How do you hold her close to where, to where you, you are? are. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, kind of like trying to catch a falling star. <laughs> These are tough questions. These are the questions that every man has to ask himself. How do you hold a rainbow point? in your hand? Is that even no? How do you hold a moonbeam? How do you hold a moonbeam? <laughs> In your head. I feel like some of those nuns were in love with Maria. Boy, the way they talk about it. They have a magical chemistry. When I'm with her, I'm so scared. <laughs> what do you think is going on in that convent? She's anyways? an angel. She's a demon. <laughs> she's a demon in the sack. <laughs> she's a girl. <laughs> she's seen Mr. Baseball. <laughs> She's very worldly, that Maria. She's always walking around with a guitar. 
That's the devil's way. That's music. the devil's way. She's rock music. Running out to the field, like the open field. Right, just running around while she should be praying the and studying. under her skirt. <laughs> Billowing her nether or undercarriage. Not in my nunnery. <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery, Maria. All right, so... Uh, okay, we're ready for the winner, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's like Molly's the big loser. Big loser. And so, yeah, she walks up. Jason starts his speech in a way that kind of makes it sound like he's going to pick her, but you can tell with his tone... That's what always happens. Yeah, that he's not. And Molly just gets the sense that things are going sideways. Like, you can see it on her face. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't know how I could ever let you go. But I have to. Right. I never want to say goodbye to you. Goodbye. Like, I mean, it's basically that kind of a speech. And um, then Molly tells him straight up, I think you made a mistake. Yeah. A big one. Yeah. I, how how do you think? Julia Roberts' speech. Big. Huge. <laughs> big mistake. Big. Huge. How do you think Molly's dad felt about her exit? It, it, she did well in the initial exit yeah. and in the limo things broke down sure. a little bit she did yeah. cry but you know again he probably, she, he probably had to yell at her yeah a little bit. she didn't get to wear the fun hat at dinner that night molly we're from michigan, <laughs> That's not a michigan we're wasps we don't cry ever we may or may not be wasps Bring me the golf club <laughs> you don't get to wear the matching sweater with dad tonight i'm gonna give it to your sister and then while um, Molly's driving away, there's like a weird, like bluesy music that's playing in yeah, the background. It's sad music. Yeah, but it's Jason is sobbing. Bah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that's not. That's not what it sounded like. <laughs> bah, nah, 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 nah. Um, Jason in a now infamous yeah. Bachelor image, an image that will go down in Bachelor fame. Uh, does the clenched fist on the balcony? Yeah, and like collapses in agony over like the balcony railing this is like what i would say in art maybe there's like the you know the pieta of mary holding a dead jesus in her arms and this is sort of like depictions of real suffering and sorrow in the world uh after the final rose people will wonder hey dude maybe if you were that torn up right. about it <laughs> Maybe should have given you second thoughts yeah. about proposing to the next bitch in ten minutes later. Maybe shouldn't have listened to your mom. Maybe uh maybe should have gone for the wild card. <laughs> should have gone for the Molly's crazy wild. Hats. So <laughs> wild. Um, but he did not. In fact, he waits for Melissa to come and he goes ahead and yep. proposes. And she is the happiest she's ever been in her she life. Is. She after is. It is a cute little moment where, you know, after he asks her, she says, will you give me a second and turns around and screams in jub jubilation. Um, th it's funny because I do kind of like these finales where, like, it ends romantic and then immediately they yank the rug out, like, you know, 10 minutes later as a viewer because it kind of shows how ridiculous, like, the romantic part was. It's been a long time. I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking. Okay. When is the last time that we just got like a straight up, hey, I choose you. Oh, I guess Colton and Cassie. Yeah. Like, but they didn't get engaged. Ari and Becca. Right. 
where you Becca was usurped yes. in the Jason-ish moment. Yep. Yeah, he really Same stole the Mesnick playbook with Peter with Pilot Pete. Yep. Who was before Hannah Colton? Had already broken up with. Je- I mean, I guess right. she did get the traditional. But it's been. But I they mean, broke up. But it's like it's been a long time since we've gone to the after the final rose, and they're just like, "Yep, we're really things happy. are going well." Yeah, Colton and Cassie are the closest yep. we've gotten, and to they that. weren't officially engaged. Nope. Yeah, no, it's almost like this show doesn't work just quite as intended. Yeah, just, just give end us a it with the fairy tale. fairy tale. Nope, subvert the whole thing. And that's what happens here in a yeah, moment after the final rose that shocks America. So I actually remember watching this. Do you remember like the first time we watched this? Were we together? Oh yeah. When was this? This was we were engaged at this nah, point. Oh yes, remember. we were. I was dating somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you remember watching this with Tad? Oh, um, really? Oh, we're naming ooh, names. Name, we named names. Well, you were watching it with. Oh wait, you didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Did you have a girlfriend? Try two girlfriends. Yeah, try two. No, not me. Not this guy. Yeah, try yeah. one. <laughs> um, yeah. So first of all, they tell us. Harrison tells us there's no audience there. What you're about to witness is potentially so dramatic, so emotionally difficult that we've decided out of respect for the parties involved to keep things as intimate as possible. Then he's like, I'm going to bring Jason out and ask him some questions first. And then after I talk to Jason, Melissa's going to come out and she has no idea what's about to happen. It's going to be so fun to drop the hammer on her. Watch her face. for Melissa. We're doing this without an audience. Right. So uh, getting back to like, I remember watching this. Do you remember... Like, was this rumored to happen? Like, did we know this was coming? Like, reality, Steve. Um, I don't remember. Okay. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Were we totally shocked? All I remember is that it was, was very... totally shocked. Well, like Harrison says, all of America is watching this. I do remember people who watch... I mean, it's not all of America... I do remember Bachelor Nation. People who watched the show were like, that's a real dick move. Yeah, yeah no, it got a response at the time. Now it's just par for the course. Now you're just expecting to at well, least... Well, like all of that, like people were furious at Brad Womack when he didn't choose someone. And now I'm like, please, God, right. don't choose don't someone. Don't choose anybody. Like, that's clearly the responsible like, choice. Brad Womack actually had some integrity. Right, like that's an actual like mature thing to do. Um, yeah, so Jason comes out, um, and Jason just basically says right away, we're not right for each other. We've spent a lot of time together, spent the holidays holidays together. The chemistry has been completely different. It's not this magical chemistry that he has with Ty. He says, uh, I can't stop thinking about Molly. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, bottom line, he's just in love with Molly instead of Melissa? I think there's probably some, a lot of truth to the fact that you get sucked into this fairy tale, and then after um, it's all over, because he says we're just not right for each other. Mm-hmm. But so I don't know. I go back on forth on that because I can see everything feeling different, but I also think if you're really not right for each other, you shouldn't have let it get to the point that it got right. to where she was even in the finale. Right, you of know? course, like, yeah. What, and that, like, I think one of the things that he does that's frustrating and makes it hard for the audience and maybe also Melissa to understand what's happening is, like, what is it? 
Yes. Is it? Yep. It's he speaks in very like subjective, kind of open ended, uh-huh, very vague, vague terms yeah. about what's going on. Yeah. And I think the most specific thing that he can say is like, I just haven't been able to stop thinking about Molly. Right. Okay, then mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. You know. Well, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Is was there a problem with them? Was it just that he was in love with Molly, or was it both? And like I said, I read that interview with Melissa recently where she was like, we did realize, like, it sounded like even on no, her end. I didn't know that. No, Why I brought that up that? last week. What? Or two weeks ago, no. maybe. Yeah, where no. there I, was an article where she said that she kind of knew, too, that it wasn't. You did not bring that up. Oh, I swear we talked mm-hmm. about it I on li- the podcast. No, I okay. to every podcast. All right, listen after. to every word. I'm here living yeah. it. <laughs> well, anyways. In, in living color. There was a an interview with Melissa where she said, maybe just to save face or maybe reflecting later, like, I realized even at the time that like it wasn't gonna last. Yeah. So huh. I'm gonna have to look. Maybe that up. there was. That uh, I will put that in the show notes. Guys, yeah. we're enjoying posting a little more detailed Facebook post. Yeah, we put up that Mona image so that you guys could enjoy it too. Got yeah. Taken down because it was too. <laughs> it was too nah, sexy. It yeah. Yeah, Facebook's um, not going to censor yeah, that. Yeah, check Facebook for that. Yeah, interview. like like us on Facebook, and we'll put some more stuff on there. Um, so, anyways. Yeah, what what do we have going on here? There's yeah, a lot of conversation. It's just a lot. I mean, Molly comes out, and the bottom line is, you know, she's pissed. Melissa. Right? So. Yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Melissa is pissed. No, if anything, I felt like Molly just comes out, and she's like, I still love him. And then he comes out and is like, hey, let's give it a go. And she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. I want to get to that. But um, let's but do the Melissa, Melissa stuff first. And Melissa is into third person. Oh, yeah. You chose Melissa, but you don't want to fight for Melissa. You put a ring on Melissa's finger. You told Melissa you (laughs) loved her, but you don't want to fight for Melissa. George is getting upset. I did like the way she responded. I thought was pretty good. I mean, how are you going to respond to this? But I feel like she handles it like without totally falling apart, but still giving him... You know what he deserves. She says, "You're such a bastard." To call him a bastard. At one point, yeah. yeah. Why did you put a ring on my finger? I think one of the most like heartfelt things that she does, and I, I like you. I can remember at the time feeling like, "Oh yeah," is she says, "Getting engaged was a once in a lifetime thing, and you took that away from me." Yeah, and that is true. Yeah, like it's an asshole thing to do. Getting engaged. For some people, I mean, Mm -hmm. I would be willing to take a lot of rings. (laughs) Um, But for some people, you just want it to happen once. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, that does suck that, like, your first engagement is always going to be, you know, a reality TV mishap. Well, sure. And it does suck to to have this happen at all sucks. And also to have it happen on national television sucks. I think Melissa came out just fine in life. I feel like she actually, like, this kind of endeared America to her, and she, like, I feel like oh, she's yeah, one she of like the... yeah, she, like, got to host Dancing with the Stars yeah, right. for a long She time was, like, a main... And... She's, like, one of the few people who's actually pivoted from reality TV to actual TV. Am I wrong in thinking that she married someone named Ty? I have she no married. idea who was she it, married. Was it Ty? And it actually is Ty, yes. Once he got a little bit older. Um yeah, you look it carry up. Carry it, carry it the show. Oh, I'll always, I'll carry it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they just have... Gosh, she's my age. 
Really? She's 30. Yeah, she married a guy, Ty Strickland. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Good catch. Good catch. So essentially, Melissa and Jason break up. And then Harrison says, well, late earlier he said emotions are running hot. Let's take a break. And then after they have their conversation, um, Molly comes out by herself. And well, ha- can we talk about Melissa leaving? Oh, yeah. Because she says, good luck with the future. Good luck with Molly. Don't call her. Text yeah. me anymore. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Good for you, girl. Good for you. Yep. Um, and said, even in the short term, I gave him everything. So, yeah, let's uh, see. Molly comes back out and Harrison asks her some sort of softball questions and then says, you ever think, what if he changes his mind? Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely like trying to set her up yep. because he doesn't ask questions like that at other, like they always interview the runner-up right. after the final right. rows and he doesn't ask those questions. <laughs> In which honestly I'm surprised that he doesn't. I feel like that's the kind of dick move that Harrison <laughs> yeah. would love. Like, so what then if... they're like, oh my God, it's going to be a Jason. Right, yeah. Like, He's, he changed his mind. No. Like, nope. No, I just no. wanted to know what if he yeah, did. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure yeah. that those feelings are still there. Yeah, are you still hopelessly in love with him even though he's not coming back to you? Um, But she says the thought has crossed her mind about him changing his mind. All I want is for him to call me or knock on my door and say, I want you back. What do you know, Molly? You're getting what you want. Jason comes out. He says, I had to hurt a really great girl and uh, say goodbye to her because my heart is somewhere else. I'm hoping, uh, like, we could have a shot. (laughs) I thought maybe we could go out for a coffee or a drink and see where things are. And Molly looks very confused and just like, what about Melissa? She's, she literally says, what about Melissa? Nah, she's into it. Don't, <laughs> Melissa said it's yeah. okay. She actually is coming too. This is going to be like a threesome <laughs> yeah. deal. He's pulling, again, another Seinfeld reference. He's pulling the, when Jerry tries to do that menage a trois thing and, and do the switch. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, yeah, George says it can't be done. It all comes back to Seinfeld <laughs> and, uh, in the end. They have end. to re- work out the plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, (laughs) Great episode, yeah. Um, Okay, so what do we have here? I just feel like I have a bunch of quotes. What do I want to say? I mean, you nothing. Tell me. Yeah. I what I, they? She's like, okay. And then they have a whole second after the rose where they bring in some of the ladies from the season. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he should have taken a step back and thought about it. Stephanie, of course. Of course. Like, Stephanie, who nobody has missed. <laughs> Let's hear what Stephanie has to opine about this. Having a child involved, it changes everything. I say that as a mommy. Okay, Stephanie. Oh, you're a mom? Oh, Oh, I didn't know. Oh, Stephanie, are you a single mom? Did that come up in, like, tragic circumstances? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do a kind of like town hall. And they interview some audience <laughs> right. They members. interview people from the audience. They yeah. don't usually do that. Ken Bone is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that got real me. Yeah, real hard hitting questions. Yeah. Last night when we were watching, I at that moment I said to Ryan, "I'm gonna make a funny joke here." Oh, and that was, and you got it, and I didn't it. even ruin it by pointing at you it and was, saying, "Make the joke." It was the Ken, there Ken it was. Bone joke. 
I want to. See, that's what happens when you don't look at my notes ahead of time. Yeah, no, you got me. You got a real good laugh out of me. Yeah, so I have a couple things to say about the end of the original after the final rose. So, one, we both talked about this. They like start making out Molly and Jason. And we both felt that that was maybe. Yeah, we said like they kiss, and we were both like, that's a little like it seemed a little insensitive. Do you remember that? To Melissa. Well, I just. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was insensitive to Melissa. But I said that I thought it was insensitive when I thought it was like the next night. Oh, yeah. So they, when did they, I thought. It was like six weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, to you guys, this is the next night. Six weeks have passed. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so when I'm very confused about the chronology of when they filmed all yeah, of this. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> trying to piece uh, it all together like in my brain. Trying to figure out Inception. <laughs> There's levels upon levels here. Maybe I can here. get your dad to mansplain <laughs> it to Well, uh, just don't ask him about Wayne's World. Yeah. Um, Swing. And then uh, Harrison also says at the end of the original After the Final Rose... America is watching this. They are absolutely floored. I yeah. love it when Harrison speaks for all of America. <laughs> <laughs> He's the voice of America. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. You got anything else to say? You got any other good jokes? Because I, I like that Ken Bone one. I do not. I'm ready to put this season to bed. All right. Speaking of putting things to bed, I have one last thing to say, which is they talk about Molly and Jason in the tent. And Molly and mm-hmm. Jason say that they had a lot of fun fully clothed and they got to first base and then Harrison says that ain't first base <laughs> yes it is Chris Harrison like what are you talking about first base you gotta get your titties out <laughs> <laughs> that's second base Chris Harrison no first base is boobs no first base is kissing second base is boobs uh I feel like that's what your parents told you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan first base is holding hands second base is getting baptized together <laughs> No, it's first base. base is when you marry your cousin. <laughs> first base is kissing and second base first is First base boobs. is dancing. Second, <laughs> um, first base is kissing. Yeah, second base is boobs. Yeah. Third base is under the pants. Yeah. Home run is obviously. All the way. Yeah. Fucking. Right. And you know what? I would probably understand these metaphors if I saw Mr. Baseball. <laughs> it all comes back to Mr. Baseball. Yeah. Oh. 
qualms about second breakfast, Pip. What about elevensies? Luncheon, afternoon tea, dinner, supper. He knows about them, doesn't he? I wouldn't count on it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.